We need for everybody uh, over here, lean that way. Because we got less over here, and I don't want to have the sanctuary fall off the edge. Praise God. We welcome you here today to Trinity, and we welcome those who are watching on the live stream, and as people are still filing in, we're here to worship the King of glory today. We're here to give praise to our God today. I want to remind you that this week, uh, we've ordered special weather for this week. Some of you have been chilled for some time, not this week. But during this week, we, we have an event at, on Friday and Saturday, and we need your help. Uh, the Women's Ministries has their big barn sale, and at that time, they raise money that supports the various ministries of the church and our missionaries. Many of the things uh, out of the, in the missions house and preparing there are purchased by the Women's Ministries and missions endeavors and different other things. And we'd like for you to come help support that. Many of you have been uh, sending in your uh, things that you no longer desire. Your trash becomes someone else's treasure. We also need people to come in this week and help with pricing. The details are in your bulletin. We also need uh, help on the Friday and the Saturday. We need early morning help to set up the tents and the pavilions and to get everything ready to go. And then we also need help stationing the various things. I personally am in charge of quality control for the uh, uh, Coney dogs. And uh, I, I take my job seriously. Uh, many Coney dogs are entering the ministry this weekend. Every hour on the air, I do a quality check to make sure that they're still all right. So we encourage you to uh, sign up in the South Lobby to come and help us in a variety of ways, whether it's checking out or, or helping to keep the table stocked or coming in early and helping uh, price. But we, we want to make this a, a fun event. We have people in our community that, that contact us because this is something they look forward to every year and it's an opportunity for us to share witness with our community and to provide a service to them so we invite you to be a part of this outreach to our community as well right now if you join with me in standing we're going to begin our service together today we remind you that it is memorial day and we will talk about that a little bit later on but for right now can we just have a moment of silence for those who, who died in the service of this country to provide us the freedoms that we enjoy, like gathering together to worship the Lord today? A moment of silence, please. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. We praise you for those who went through the trials to bring us to the place of the freedoms that we enjoy, but so often take for granted. We pray your hand to be upon us today, not only as we remember those actions, 
but we remember what your word has to say today. We pray for your anointing upon this entire worship time, that you would anoint our singing and our praise. We're singing praises of our God who loves us. We ask, Father God, today that we would sense your presence. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord today.
Good morning. You may be seated. Wow, that was amazing. Feels different seeing you over there. Hi. Good morning. Not used to that. Um, wow. We have a returning member um, who's been, she's been gone for the last few weeks from the stage, and I'm just so thankful to have her back up here with us. Can we all give it up for Miss Tammy? It's good to see you. Yes. Praise God. Um, grandfather, you please come up here. We want to welcome all of our guests today. If you're new here at Trinity, just thank you for being at home with us, and thank you for coming out. And we just get to share this time together. It's so amazing. Um, so if you are new, just raise up your hand. My lovely grandfather here has a communications card for you. And just fill it out with your information. That way we can keep in touch with you and keep you guys in the loop of everything that's going on here at Trinity. Can we get a round of applause for our guests, please? Now, Pastor, I think... We need to look into Jimbo over here as the guy who may have tampered with the tambourine. He tried to hide my microphone from me today. So, I mean, we're keeping an eye on you, Jimbo. That's what they all say, right? I had to check myself this morning, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, I am extremely tired today. But I had to check myself because I had the wrong mindset. I got up and I was like, you know what, it is early and I really don't want to be awake and I got to go to church. But then I thought about it. I'm like, I don't have to go to church. I get to go to church. Amen. Like we have the privilege to come to church and to be with each other in the presence of the Lord. And that's just a beautiful thing. And Especially on Memorial Day, you think about, like, we have that freedom to do so. And a lot of other places, they don't have that freedom. They don't have that ability to congregate every week. And, or if you want to come out on Wednesdays, we have Wednesday Bible study as well. But they don't get that opportunity to get together and just be in the house of the Lord together, right? So praise God for that. Thank, I'm so thankful for that. We need helpers for the yard sale because we can't do it by ourselves. So if you're an able-bodied person and you are able to help this Friday and Saturday at the yard sale, please, please, please sign up in the lobby on the sheets on the tables out there. It would be very much appreciated because pastor can't do it on his own. He will try, but he's not able to do it all by himself. Yeah, he can only eat so many hot dogs on his own. He needs help there too. All right, if everyone wants to stand again with us and we will re-enter a time of worship. I want to add, though, that this altar is open at any time. If you need prayer, if you, need, if you just want to meet God where he is, just take that step and come to the altar.
Heavenly Father some praise in the house today. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Born and paid for with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. seated just briefly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to be looking along the theme today, always remember, never forget. Always remember, never forget. We praise God for times such as this where we can remember the freedoms that we enjoy. I want to personally thank, and you owe a debt of thanks to Sergeant David Swiger, who fashioned this memorial display for us that you'll want to come and take a closer look at. Memorial Day is not a time to pay tribute to our veterans that are alive. It is a time to remember those who gave their lives in service of their country. So we enjoy the privilege of gathering together and worshiping the Lord. Was it something I said? They're practicing for the missions trip. Okay. Had me worried there for a moment. On, on signal, they just... I had that happen one other time when I was pastoring year, many, many years ago. I had a group of people in the church who were really upset with me because things weren't going the way they wanted. And uh, I stood up to... The, I had the district come in and have a little chat with them. And the district said, you guys are out of line. You need to get behind your pastor and, and reach this community for Jesus. And, and I, they were all there that Sunday morning, and I, I, I was so thrilled. I said, oh, Lord, thank you so much. You've gotten through to them, and it's smooth sailing from here. And I, I stood up behind the pulpit, uh, this years ago in Oxford, Ohio, and I stood up, and as I stood up, all of those people that were disgruntled got up, moved to the aisles, shook the dust from their feet, and walked out. My, 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 my. So anytime I see a mass exodus from, from my services, I get a little edgy. I just get a little edgy, you know. Because, you see, I remember and I never forget. <laughs> Praise God. But Memorial Day was, as many of you know, was founded after the Civil War. 
The Civil War had come to a conclusion, and it was initially started by African-American slaves who were granted their freedom through the, the efforts of the Civil War, and they set up the first memorial called Decoration Day, re remembering the sacrifice of those who brought them freedom. And since that time, since that time, it has moved from Decoration Day, it's moved to Memorial Day, where we remember not just those from the Civil War, but in every conflict, in every age, in every time, those who have laid down their life in service of this great land so that we can have the freedoms that we enjoy. We want to remember today, always remember and never forget. We remember those from each conflict to present. And today I have asked that if you are a member, former member of the military, you've served in any capacity, we are not honoring you today, but you, I invite you when I call the branch of service for you to stand representing those of your branch who laid down their lives that we might have the freedoms that we enjoy. Remember, we're not applauding you. We're applauding those from your branch of the military who served that we might worship the Lord in freedom today in this place. So when I call your branch of service, would you please stand and please hold your applause and your cheers until all have stood and been recognized. And then we want to recognize and remember those who could not be here this day that provided such a blessing to us. First of all, Army. Those of you who served in the Army, please stand. Navy. No, remain standing, please, till all have been called. Air Force. Marines. Coast Guard. You stand to help us remember. You stand to remind us again that freedom is not free. Would everyone else now stand to your feet and give an ovation to those who could not be here this day because they gave their lives in service. While you're standing, if you would take the Word of God in hand. Take the Word of God in hand. We're going to be turning to two different portions of Scripture. I'll see how quick you can get there. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse number 1. While you're finding your place there to Ecclesiastes 12, 1. This morning we were in my Sunday school class. The children were hiding God's word in their heart. And we use this as one of the verses. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come. And how many of you know the difficult days will come? Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Then turn to Deuteronomy chapter 9. Deuteronomy chapter 9 and beginning with verse 7. <clears throat> the book of Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 7. Remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness from the days that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came into this place. You have been rebellious against the Lord. Remember and do not forget. Father God, today, help us to always remember and never forget what your word has to say. Help us to be mindful of these things. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Can you repeat it with me? Always remember, never forget. Let's try it all together now. Always remember. Oh, you're getting better. Always Amen. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to forget things. How many of you have forgotten something already today? You can't. It's going to be one of those days. Have you ever forgotten a significant event? Birthday of a spouse. Hmm? Anniversary, you and your spouse. Mine's June 5th, 1971, 52 years, and still counting. This is a bad one. When a, when a mother forgets the birth of their child, their birthday, they were thinking about something else, I guess. You know, one of my favorite classic movies is It's a Wonderful Life. And we know all the characters in it, but uh, one that I can relate to, I can't relate to Jimmy Stewart because I've never done that many great things and uh, can't really relate to Donna Reed much either, but I, I, Uncle Billy. I can do Uncle Billy all day long. Uncle Billy was forgetful. He, he had a terrible problem remembering things and so what he would do he would tie a string around his finger to remind him that when he looked at that string around his finger 
he would remember a significant event. But then he forgot what the string was about. He missed his, uh, his nephew's uh, wedding, celebration. Oh, yes, that's what that was for. The memory that God has given us is one of his, his highest creation is amazing when you stop and think about it. To the animal kingdom, he gives instincts. To us, he gives memory. And it's far different. The highest creation that God has. He wouldn't have to continually tell us to remember and not forget if we didn't have the capacity to do both. We all have the capacity to remember. Say, well, I have a terrible memory. Well, about certain things. How many of you remember when it's lunchtime? Any of you good with that? Why do we tend to forget things? I, I did some looking up on this. Important things. Uh, the first reason that's listed by those who uh, think they know, we are so busy we just forget. So crammed full of everything going on, places, dates, details, we are inundated with all of this and because of the, the preponderance of all the stuff going on in your head, you just can't remember. How many of you say, I like that answer. That sounds like I'm really doing stuff. Well, they say the second most is the exact opposite. When you're not doing anything and you have no reason to remember anything because you're not doing anything. So you forget. Second one, they say that uh, age, well, I don't see how this is possible, can contribute to a loss of your recall. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can remember your second grade teacher, Mrs. Bigelow, but you can't remember where you put your keys. Medication is another reason people forget. Medications are said to be able to mess with your memory, but I can't remember which ones do that. Sometimes memories are too painful and we suppress them. We seal them away in, in a dark place in our minds. As I was thinking about this reason people forget, I was the pastor of a church in Galleon, Ohio, and one of the members of my congregation was a, a captain on the police force. And he said, Pastor, would you, would you be willing to be the, the police chaplain? And it sounded like such a great thing. I said, yes. Well, that means you get to do jobs nobody else wants to do because it's dangerous. Going into a, a family squabble, that's where most police officers get hurt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. To this day, I cannot remember 
this event. But my good friend who got me into that position told me what happened, and I, I just draw a blank. I cannot remember it. But he, he wrote it down and gave it to me and said, this is what happened. We were called out to a domestic disturbance. We called you, and you showed up. I said, I have no recollection. I have no recollection of this. And there they went into the kitchen of this home. And there was the wife and the mother with a knife in her hand. She had just fought off her husband and killed him because he was trying, he threatened to shoot her, had a gun in his hand. And over in the corner was their little girl who watched the whole thing. And my friend said that I went over and I shielded the, the little girl from seeing what was going on and took her out to another room and talked with her and prayed with her and sat her on my lap to comfort her. But that memory is so painful, I cannot say that I remember a thing about it. You may have some memories that are so suppressed because of the pain that it brings you. But, and you don't want to forget. You don't want to remember. There's another, the most off-sided reason by the experts that we forget things is that we have failed to assign significant importance to it. And other things crowded out of first place, and we forget. How many of you have ever had to tell somebody, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I forgot? How many of you have had this happen to you? Someone asked you to pray for them, and you say, oh, yes, of course I will. Can I see any hands? And you forgot. And the next time you see them, the pangs of guilt <laughs> are palpable. So you pray right then. I'm speaking from experience. You pray right then so that you can tell them, I did pray for you. I just, you know, didn't remember to pray when you asked me to. The Bible lets us know that forgetting things is common to mankind because he reminds us somebody has somebody at your front door. You have a ring app on your phone. I just heard it. It's reminding you. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days here at Trinity. We don't remember because we fail to put significance, importance to it. Now listen to this. 165 times the Bible says remember. Now the Lord would not have done that 165 times if it wasn't significant that people forget. Another 50 times it says remembered. Another 50 times remembers, plural. Another 50 times do not forget, 
or forget not, if you're King James. Another 55 times, we're instructed to take heed, lest we forget. Over 30 times, the word remembrance is used, and multiple times, memorial, that when you see it, you remember the significance of what happened there. This morning, we want to look, as we're remembering the sacrifice of generations gone by, there's several things that we should, say it with me, always remember and never forget. First of all, always remember, never forget, that God loves you. Always remember and never forget that you have a heavenly Father who loves you. Supernatural love from God the Father. Hear what the Word has to say about it. Psalm 36, 7 says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrated his own love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4 and 8 says, and verse 9 says, In this the love of God was manifested, made visible, toward us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his Son to be the full payment or propitiation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. God's love for us gives us the capacity to love others. Jeremiah 31.3, one of my favorites. Yes, says the Lord, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Realize and always remember and never forget, God loves you. And folks, let's face it, we're unlovable by earthly standards. How many of you have messed up so bad you wonder if anybody can forgive you or, or have anything to do with you? But God has an everlasting love in your direction. It's not about you. It's about him and his love for you, his, his creation. God, always remember, never forget, God loves you. The second thing to always remember, oh, go ahead, say it with me, get practice. Always remember, never forget how Jesus died for your sins. Luke 22 and 19 says, 
And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Always remember, never forget the price tag that Jesus paid for your sins and for mine. Don't take it lightly, my friends, because we need to remember that the whip was real, that the nails were real, that the pain was real, that the cross was real, that the spear was real, that death was real, the tomb was real. Always remember, never forget how much Jesus loved you and paid for your sins with his own shed blood. When you're feeling worthless, remember Jesus assigned value to you when he gave his own life's blood for you when you weren't even interested in him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He knew the rejections that would come, yet he went to the cross anyway for you. Even as people were mocking him and beating him and impaling him with, with nails on the cross, his love was saying, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Years ago, I read a novel about Barabbas. It's not a factual, biblical account, but it was a great novel. I don't know if this actually happened, but it could have happened. There are certain traditions that say it did happen. It's not biblical, so don't go out and quote it. But just understand. The day of the crucifixion, a sad-looking figure is roaming and wandering through the streets of Jerusalem. He's been in prison for some time. He was only released that morning. He's disheveled, he's filthy, he reeks of having been in the prison, and his name is Barabbas. He's walking through the streets of Jerusalem, and anyone who will come by him hears him muttering, he died in my place. He died in my place. No one wants to get close to this man, Barabbas. They don't want to be surrounded by him. He's, he's hauntingly looking around and mumbling to himself, he died in my place. He died in my place. People come up to him and talk to him. He doesn't respond. He simply looks at them with a blank stare and says, he died in my place. All 
day, all the next day. And the next day he is found on, on Sunday, wandering through the streets of the city. And he comes up to a man, and he looks at the man, he says, he died in my place. And the man said, oh, yes. But he rose again. I've seen him. He's alive. From that change, from that transition, the novel goes on to say that this Barabbas talked more with this person to learn who this Jesus really was. He only knew him as a cellmate for a brief time till he was set free. He died in my place, yes, but he came to do that very thing. The novel goes on to suggest that Barabbas became a follower of the one who died in his place. I don't know if the story is true, but I know it's true for each one of us. He died in your place. Our sins nailed him there. He willingly went to the cross and bore our sin and the shame and the pain and the whip and the nails and the spear and the crown of thorns and all of those things. He died in your place and in mine. Always remember, never forget the price he paid for your sin. You have a debt you cannot pay, as do I. He doesn't ask for repayment. That's the good news. He died in my place for my sins on the cross, but he doesn't want me to, to die for him. He wants me to live for him and to tell others of the great love of God. Always remember, never forget how much God loves you. And always remember, never forget the price that Jesus Christ paid for you. The third thing I want you to say it with me, always remember, never forget that heaven and hell are real. I'm disturbed this time of year, every year, on the evening news, they'll talk about the hell is real soccer match. You heard it. They look at a, a billboard on I-71 in Madison County that simply says hell is real. And they say, well, this is between Cincinnati and Columbus. It's, it's the hell is real soccer match and, and uh, uh, Cincinnati won this year and, and Columbus won another time. Folks, there's such, so much more significance than a soccer match. Do you know the story behind it? Let me tell you. There was a man, his name was 
obscured from, from time, but he was a, uh, a man named Jimmy Hairston. Over 30 years ago, as he was traveling, he didn't even live around here. He was from Kentucky. And in Kentucky, he was a real estate developer. He was a born-again, blood-washed Christian who loved the Lord. And as he is driving down I-71 on his way back to Kentucky, God spoke to him. He said, I knew it was God because I knew it wasn't me because of what he asked me to do. The Lord showed him the location and told him what to have put on this 30 foot by 15 foot sign. Hell is real. He got off the interstate and he went to the, the next exit and found the farmland where the sign initially was constructed, eventually. And he went to the owners of the farmland and told him what the Lord had impressed him needed to happen there. God wants me to put up a sign, a large billboard that reads from both sides, hell is real. The owners of the property said, yes, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you do that. $8,000 was the cost that he paid out of his own wallet. And then every year, he gave a rental fee to them for the space. They didn't want to accept it, but he said, no, in the words of King David about the temple, I will not give God something that costs me nothing. So seven to $8,000 was the initial cost of that sign. Since that time, the the Lord has had him write other signs and, and put them out throughout the country. And he doesn't live in any of the places where the signs are. And this is the only one that says hell is real. Others talk about the grace of God and the mercy of God. But this particular sign was hell is real. 30 years it's been up there. And people have used it as a source of mockery and to say, wow, what a negative person. He's not negative. He's positive that hell is real. But we live in a day and a time where the skepticism grows greater because people aren't talking about hell much anymore. Everybody gets to go to heaven according to the gospels that are being preached today. There is no place called hell. God wouldn't send anybody to hell, so on, so on, and so forth. He didn't do this because he wanted to. He knew he'd take it on the chin with people mocking him, but he said, if I did not do what the Lord told me to do, he would punish me. <laughs> so Jimmy Hairston, out of his own pocket, took that and funds it every year. We're not told how much rent. It's a, a paltry sum compared to that. 
He's been mocked and called negative for using that sign as a reminder. To always remember, never forget that hell is real. We are told statistically that over 37,000 cars pass by that sign every single day. With a reminder, always remember, never forget, hell is real. If you do the math, in those 30 years, 405 million cars have driven by a warning about eternity. Many have chosen to ignore it, but the sign's still there and the message is still true. Always remember that the wages of sin is death. Always remember, never forget, that the soul that sins, it shall surely die. Always remember and never forget that those wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Because hell is real, but so is heaven. Amen? Do you notice in that verse, one is a wage that's paid for what you're doing. The other is a gift for what Jesus has already done. Always remember, never forget, heaven is real, yes, and we celebrate that, but so is hell. And if we only say one side of the message and we just talk about heaven, I praise God for heaven. I hope to go there someday through the power of Jesus. It won't be because of me. It'll be because of what Jesus did for me, the price that was paid. But I want to make sure I don't go to a place called hell because hell's real. People have tried to write it out of their theology out of their preaching, out of their teaching, out of their books. But even though those 37,000 people that go past that sign every day in their cars, it's still true. Mock it, make fun of it, make it a joke. But one day, laughing will cease because hell is real. And the only means to escape the place called hell is the person called Jesus. The gift of God, eternal life through him. Well, I've got to move on. There's many things that the Bible teaches us we are to always remember and never forget. Always remember and never forget God's word is true. It's a lamp to our feet. Can you say amen? It's a light to our path. We can hide its word in our heart that we might not sin against God. It's a foundation to build your life upon. It's a sword to defend and protect 
against the attacks of the devil. It's a part of the armor of God. It's a mighty rock fortress that keeps us safe in times of turmoil. It's the word of God and not the word of man. Hallelujah. If you want to know about creation, it tells you the story from the perspective of the only one who was there, the creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The word of God is true. I'm excited about what's coming up on the 4th of July weekend. Well, one thing that's coming up is my granddaughter's getting married, but I'm not doing that. I'm just going to be there and celebrate. But on that Sunday, we were at a pastor appreciation breakfast this past week. Uh, pastors and, and credential holders from across the state, WRFD presents that every, every year. And it was a lot of fun, wasn't it, my brother? Amen. Jeff and I went, and my brother was there as well. But the speaker this year was Ken Ham, who is the one in charge of the creator of the Creation Museum and the Ark demonstration down in Cincinnati and in Kentucky. And he was given out a book, and he gave a, a talk about the foundation of our belief systems how either you're founded on the word of God or you're founded on the words of men, our worldview. And he challenged us to share that message with our congregations. Now, I'm not skilled in that way. I don't have all the wherewithal to do it. And so I ask our resident apologist. And Pastor Jamie is going to share that message on the first Sunday of July. It's all about you either have a God foundation through his word or you're left found floundering with nothing to stand upon. Your sinking sand and the house you build on it will collapse. It was God breathed, not man spoken. Always remember and never forget that the word of God is true. If you begin with that assumption and that stated fact. Always remember, never forget, when something comes up against the word of God, doubt the doubt and believe what you need to believe. If you adopt that as a, as a principle of life, well, so-and-so said this. Yeah, but the word of God says this. The word of God is true. It has been proven true against all those who sought to defame it. I love the story of Voltaire. He was a, an agnostic slash atheist in centuries gone by. And uh, he made the statement that he would snuff out this Christianity message. Because it's just foolishness. It's just... It's just a waste of time. The, the Bible is just a mythology book like any other Greek or Roman mythology book. And he is dead and gone for nearly a thousand years when his estate came up for sale. And Wycliffe Bible translators bought 
his ancestral home and developed the Wycliffe Printing House where hundreds of thousands of copies of the Word of God go out in every language of the planet to every corner of the world because the Word of God is true. Always remember, never forget. Just a couple more. There's so much more that the Bible says to always remember and never forget. But my time is limited. Always remember and never forget all the blessings of the Lord. All the blessings of the Lord. Psalm 103 begins, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Say it with me. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, and then he starts listing them. Who forgives all your iniquities? Can you shout praise God? Always remember, never forget. He'll forgive your sin today. He will eradicate it from your record. It will be gone. You can remember it, but God puts it in the sea of forgetfulness. He says, forgives all of your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so your youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious. He has not dealt with us, hallelujah, according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Oh, thank God. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers, God remembers, that we're just dust. But the mercy, verse 17, of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. Always remember, Never forget the benefits that are ours because of what Jesus has done for us, because we have a relationship to him. And his word is always true. Always remember, never forget. These benefits are for his people. Do not offer the benefits to those who are not enrolled in the plan of salvation always bugs me when people that ought to know better probably do know better don't remember that these benefits are not for everybody they're for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose remember always remember never forget my relationship with the benefactor is the reason I get the benefits. I need to redo my will. Lynn and I both 
need to redo our will because I'm becoming more and more aware that uh, this body is wearing out. But uh, because our old will, uh, we know we have some problems with it because I looked at it the other day. I got it out of the lockbox and looked at it, and it says that in the event of Linda or my passing, the oversight and raising of our youngest daughter, Carissa, <laughs> will be entrusted to our eldest son, Philip. And I don't know how that's going to work out. But wouldn't it be silly for me to pick up a will and well, let's say we found the will of some Rockefeller or some extremely wealthy person, and we would go up to the attorney and say, I would like the benefits that are given out by the person who owns this will. And he said, I'm sorry, sir. You have to be in some kind of relationship with the benefactor. Oh, good. I know my Redeemer lives, and I'm persuaded he's able to keep me against that day. I know that Jesus died for my sins, that God loves me. I know that heaven is real, hell is real. I know the word of God is true. I know the benefits apply because I have a relationship with the benefactor. I've given my life to him. He took my sin and removed it from planet earth as far as the east is from the west i have the benefits not because of me but because of the benefactor always remember never forget no oh, i gotta finish up <coughs> one final thing to remember always remember never forget that Jesus is coming again for his children. Hear what 2 Peter has to say in chapter 3 and verse 8. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Always remember, child of God, this Jesus is coming again. Always remember, never forget that it may have taken a while, but Jesus is just waiting for one more soul to come into the safety of salvation, to receive the blessings of his sins forgiven. I don't know when that's going to happen. That person may be walking up to an altar this morning, and then Jesus said, okay, it's time. That's the last one in the safety of the ark. But I'd never, always remember, never forget this Jesus Christ is coming again in the same manner that they saw him go up. He went up in clouds that received him out of their sight and glory be to God. He's coming again in clouds of glory and we shall rise to meet him. The dead in Christ shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye and we will remain. 
<coughs> will be caught up in clouds of glory. And then we're going to be celebrating all through the tribulation that's down here. We're going to be praising God up there. When the vials of wrath and the judgments of God fall upon a, a rebellious planet, we're going to be worshiping around the throne of God. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power. And then he's going to give the signal and he's going to say it's time. And the final trumpet's going to sound and Jesus Christ on a white steed. His name is true and faithful. He's going to come with 10,000 times 10,000 of his saints, those who have gone to be with him, those who have been ushered into his presence. And this Jesus is coming again to set foot on the Mount of Olives. It's going to split wide open. He's going to march in and sit down on the mercy seat. And he's going to rule and reign a thousand years because the Bible's true and Jesus is coming. Again, always remember, never forget that God's love for you is real. Always remember, never forget the price that Jesus paid for you that you might live for him. Always remember, never forget, heaven is real, but so is hell. And we want to reach as many as we can with the good news before it's too late. Always remember, never forget, the word of God is true. Bank on it, stand on it, live for it. Never forget that the benefits are for those that are in the will from the great benefactor, our mighty God. And always remember, never forget, Jesus is coming again. On this weekend of remembrance of those who laid down their lives that we might enjoy freedoms, would you stand with me right now? And just say with me one more time. Always remember. Never forget. And then just give him some praise. About what you're... As the musicians return, this place of prayer is open. This place is a place of remembering all of these things. Thank him for his love. Thank Jesus for his sacrifice. If you're on the wrong side of a relationship with the benefactor, get on, get penciled in today. Get put into the will today. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. If you've had some doubts about the word, why don't you come and lay the doubts on the altar and let Jesus help you by the power of the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. Always remember as I mentioned at the beginning we forget things for many reasons and God knows us and so he's always saying 
always remember, never forget. We can get so busy with the things of life, we forget about the things that are more important. Our mind can be racing with all kinds of things, and you may be on a whirlwind today. It's causing you to forget what we've been talking about. Why don't you come and lay your whirling mind at the feet of the Prince of Peace and let the worried stop and faith rise. This altar is open. How many of you have some people that you know that if they were ushered into God's presence right now, they would going, be going to a real place called hell. Would you come and intercede for them? Come and pray for them. How much do you have to hate somebody to wish hell upon them? Uh, always remember, never forget, hell is real. So is the gift of God of eternal life. The altar is open today. Just say it with me again. Always remember, never forget. You come as they say, hallelujah.
remember, never forget. The altar's always open, no formal benediction here. But as you go, remember and never forget. God bless you. God bless you.